0: Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Real quickly, let's listen to a voicemail from our friend Spencer Parks. He is going to tell us a little bit about some of his woodwind experiences in regards to the I Like Fun episode. Here's Spencer.
1: Hey guys, just listened to the I Like Fun episode, which was a great episode for a uh, great and fascinating song. Um, a good one, of course. Uh, contra alto clarinet, uh, is something I actually have a little experience with not, uh, playing it, although maybe I did try it once. Um, I played the baritone sax in school for many, many years. Um, and in high school, next to me was a contra alto clarinet player. Uh, he was a couple years younger than me, and so I think we, I think we sat together for a couple of years. Uh, so I got to hear that wonderfully low instrument. For a long long time Um, and actually for about a year or so at the end of high school I played the bass sax as well on occasion which was even better uh, because I love those low low instruments Um, I don't think we had a contrabass clarinet Um, if we did maybe it only got broken out once or twice um, which would have been way better but uh, the contra alta was pretty cool Uh, so yeah that's all I got to say uh, maybe one day I'll actually own a contrabass saxophone or a subcontrabass saxophone. That is my dream. All right. Talk to you later.
0: Thanks again, Spencer. As always, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, it is 224-801-2930. That number again is 224-801-2930. Call now. And now, on to the episode, Rabbit Child. No! Please don't take me away
2: Rabbit child stays at home Talks on a CV
3: Truckers pass
2: calling out their handles to the kids
0: Space on the big Call her every day. Hey Matt, uh, thanks for being on again.
3: Hey, thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, how you doing? We, uh, let's not pretend that we recorded the other episode like 20 minutes ago. past 20 minutes have been good?
3: Uh, things, things are great. Um, we got another cat. Yeah, oh yeah. I got another cup of coffee. At a granola bar, things are really looking up today. <laughs> Did you say you got your cat in there? No, she. I, I was joking that we got another cat. Oh, like as if a significant amount of time had passed.
0: Uh, I thought you said we we got. I got my cat with me.
3: No, I mean she's here, but she's not here here. You just have one cat, right? We do, and she's a sweetie.
0: Oh. Yeah, Fry, uh, our downstairs cat. If you remember, we have two cats that hate each other. Fry's Fry's the downstairs cat. So he's actually made quite a few appearances on podcasts uh, because especially if Car is not home, uh, he will be begging for attention and be walking around while I'm recording a podcast just meowing.
3: That's what cats do. And yep. They do it well.
0: I usually leave it in because it's just it's cute. No one's going to complain about a, a cute little cat meow on the on the pod. I don't think so. Yeah. Except those cat haters out there.
3: Yeah, but they won't listen to this podcast anyway.
0: Yeah, this is for They Might Be Giants fans and uh, cat fans.
3: Cat, cat cat, talk and They Might Be Giants.
0: <laughs> On the I've Got a Fang episode, we actually got into like a three-minute conversation about can openers.
3: <laughs> and for can opener lovers, too.
0: Have you heard that song, I've Got a Fang?
3: No, I don't know that
0: one. Yeah, you know, it kind of falls in line with the, the rabid child kind of thing, because uh, a rabid child would uh, perhaps want to bite people and infect them, while uh, the guy in I've Got a Fang, clearly, he has a fang. He's got a a glistening white triangular tooth, and he opens up a can of tomato juice. <laughs> this is how it led to the discussion about can openers.
3: <laughs> my cousin my cousin used to be able to open up pop cans with his tooth.
0: Oh god. I mean like
3: he'd he bite a hole in the side of it. What? Yes, yeah, it is crazy.
0: Four out of five dentists would not recommend opening your can of pop that way.
3: But but twenty percent of dentists would be like, hell yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's wicked, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like
0: to see that. And plus, then you might have to come to the dentist and pay me money. So, um on the Alienations for the Rich episode, we talked about your history with Mighty Giants and how your uh your pretty cool older sisters got you into the band. Uh one thing we did not talk about is um have you seen Mighty Giants live before?
3: No, I've never seen them live.
0: Oh man. You gotta, you gotta. I'm sure they, they come through Columbus and if not that, you're not in Columbus anymore. Why am I thinking you're still in Columbus? I'm sure they come through Richmond and uh, other towns nearby. They, uh, still tour pretty extensively when they put out Elms.
3: If I, if I do, if they do come through, I've either got a gig or I find out after they've played. I'm not very good at, you know, being proactive.
0: Yes, to remind you all, Matt Monta and the Haymakers is his band. Matt also performs solo uh, quite a bit and is very good in both iterations. And uh, you all should check him out, mattmonta.bandcamp.com and on Spotify and all those other places. Um, So we're here today to talk about the song, Rabid Child. And when you and I were talking about doing the podcast, uh, you were happy to oblige me in doing a song that is perhaps not a fan favorite not that it's disliked but it is one of their more bizarre songs in their wealth of bizarre songs it is one of the most bizarre songs in my opinion in their catalog would you would you agree with that
3: i would say i'd venture to even say ever
0: yeah it's a weird one it's definitely one of their creepiest songs
3: that is true i would i would classify it as creepy i mean it's when I heard this song, as I mentioned in, in, in the last episode that I was listening to They Might Be Giants at around maybe nine or ten years old, i never heard anything like this. Never heard anything since. I mean, the, the voices are kind of warped. There's that weird thing in the beginning. It's Lord, please don't take me away, and it's like what? I
0: didn't know what that was saying for the longest time. Like up till recently,
3: I, I only learned about it this morning because I looked up the lyrics yep. on the They Might Be Giants wiki page, but I had no idea what it was saying. It just sounded like something was backmasked or something like that, uh, and then it's just this really bizarre little story with so much strange imagery yep. and. Uh, that I I was, I'm, I'm I'm still kind of scared of it. Like there's (laughs) a few things that I can listen to that scare me. If I'm like in in the dark, you know, listening by myself. Yeah. One of those things is numbers stations, um, which if you're not familiar with those, those are shortwave radio stations that transmit random numbers and letters. And it was used Especially during the Cold War to communicate with spies. But it's just this disembodied voice that's just like five, five, three. And then like a, a little thing would play like doo 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 five, five, three. And it's terrifying. So And you can still find this stuff online to listen You to? can find it on Spotify, yeah. It's a conic project. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Sometimes I just sit in the dark and listen to it to kind of scare myself. <laughs> and, and, but but the thing is, it's that and Rabbit Child. Sometimes, if I'm listening to Rabbit Child by myself, it, it's, it still scares me. No joke.
0: I I legitimately scared myself last night while researching this car. I had already gone to bed, so I was alone downstairs researching Rabbit Child because I am just that cool and had nothing else better to do on a Saturday night. Uh, and it had to do with the music video for this song. Have you seen the, or the abridged music video for this song? The full video has never been released.
3: I've not seen a music video for this.
0: It had not been released until the documentary Gigantic A Tale of Two Johns came out. Have you seen that documentary? I, I've not. You should. Uh, that came <laughs> out, I mean, even that's pretty old at this point. You're, you're a big enough name, my chance fan. You'll appreciate it. It's, it's very well done. It came out in, I think, 2002, um, not until that came out was there any bit of the Rabid Child video, and it's a homemade video. It's one of their very early songs, um, and they only put a clip of it in in the um, what you call it in the documentary. Now I'm going to send you a link to, so you can find it on YouTube in, in a couple different ways, um, but I want to send you this one in particular, where a fan. Um, basically was trying to flesh out the video into a full video. Because the song's only a minute and a half long, and there's only about maybe 45 seconds of it that ever actually were, were released for public consumption by the band. Um, but I'm going to send you uh, this version of it. And it's a pretty creepy video as it is. Uh, so just, it's a short song. Just go ahead and, uh, and watch it. Um, and I'm going to play the audio of it here too, because the audio is what scared me last night what goes beyond the um i guess the real video
3: it looks like a mix of a residence video and elvis costello video
0: Flansburg is definitely an Elvis Costello fan, and you can tell he's got the, that look going.
3: But he's like, his mannerisms are kind of, it's like he's hes kind of doing, it's like he's doing one of those early Elvis Costello videos. Yeah.
0: And then you can see Linnell in the back with his accordion and he very weird um, conical hat on. <laughs> they were a big fan of weird hats back in the day.
3: Is, is the audio supposed to be screwed up on this?
0: That's where this fan took it in their own hands to make it even creepier. Oh. Just watch where it goes. And imagine yourself watching this in a dimly lit room at 11 at night. Yeah, I don't like this. (laughs) It's like they keep lowering the or layering the audio on top of itself until it becomes so distorted that it's you can't even tell what it is.
3: Like, I feel like it's going to brainwash me. You know how those conservative Christians in the 80s are like, this is satanic messages in it. Yep. That's what that felt like.
0: Yeah, so the guy that uploaded this uh, just goes by the name Peter. And the, the description on the YouTube says, Weird! Found this floating around online and figured YouTube would be the best place for it. Anyone that thinks this is fake or edited needs to get their eyes checked. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah, there's all the, these fans trying to figure out why they why they might be giants did not release the entire video. And then in the YouTube comments here, the guy that uploaded it is just sticking to his guns and saying... This is the real video. This is how it really ended, uh, because some people are contesting that They Might Be Giants never released the full video because they just felt the end was too creepy, while other people say that the, rele- the the video just never got completed because it was filmed in John Flansburg's old apartment, and then his lease was up and he had to move, so they never finished shooting it, <laughs> which I don't know if I believe either one of those.
3: I mean, that's probably most likely. <laughs>
0: Right, but like when you're filming a music video, it's more like you wouldn't get uh, certain shots done. It's like, wouldn't you just do like a full a full take of the song? It's a minute and a half song. Were they really doing uh, so many edits that like, oh, we never filmed anything for the last thirty seconds of the song?
3: They might have had they might have had a specific idea for what they wanted instead of just yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be us performing it. Um, like some of their other videos you know well
0: it also has them it also has them and uh Bill Krause, an early producer of theirs producer of that first record um with their uh the heads on so it's the heads of uh i don't know who those people are two guys that kind of look like shriners uh, two of the faces are the same and then the face in the middle i don't know who any of those people are but they're wearing uh masks and kind of doing a little Dance? I thought
2: it was the Johns. I thought it was both of them.
0: No, just take a look at that beginning again. They're like dancing with cans of d- dancing of can with cans of beer or something. Just kind of like a little up and down motions.
3: Have you ever watched any of the Residents stuff?
0: No, I'm only slightly familiar with them. I know they are very weird. They're the guys who wear like the big eyeball. Uh, yeah, masks, right? Yeah.
3: I'm gonna send you something real quick since we're just spending sure. the podcast sending each other videos. Let's do it. This is one of my favorite songs and videos ever wow the
0: residents don't be cruel is this an elvis cover
3: yeah they did a whole a whole album of residents or of elvis presley covers so what year is this from 1989
0: okay they've been around since like the 60s '60s, yeah Uh uh-huh yeah that's nuts are they still going
3: yeah
0: wow yeah I got the gist, then I'll have to watch the rest later. Yeah, That's very it's
3: good. very, it gets, it gets a little weirder, but it's, it's, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elvis looks like he's growing things out of the top of his head. Whether this was intended or not, I think one of the creepiest things about the video, or at least you know the actual legit part at the beginning of the Rabbit Child video, is that it's just so dimly lit. It was probably intentional. The Johns are very. Uh, They're very in control of their aesthetic. Um, But yeah, watching that messed up version late at night, I was like, uh, okay. I I, I mean, I knew right away that that was not the real, that's not the real video. But whoever did that was trying to freak people out. There's also a Rickroll version online (laughs) where the description is like, the real full video for Rabbit Child, and then it Rickrolls you. um,
3: there's, There's a Rickroll on everything. The internet is one big Rickroll.
0: Oh, uh, people trolling! Yeah, good stuff. Well, let's talk about the song. Okay, so we talked about the video. Let's talk about the audio. So the song has no guitar in it that right. I can make out. I, yeah, yeah. It's a very stripped down song.
3: It's like organ and drums. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's got you know a bass line, a keyboard bass line, an organ uh, that's almost you know the bass synth almost sounds like a cello. Jun 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 uh and but it's clearly a a synthesizer and then the organ almost has like a choir type sound it's like and then drum machine and that's it and then the vocals towards the end a higher organ comes in uh, in a higher octave like a reedy organ but that's it it's a very stripped down song um what do you think just just as far as instrumentation goes uh what are your thoughts on uh this bizarre song
3: Well, that's what I think makes it really scary is that yeah. it's, it's, a, it's not a traditional uh, arrangement, and because the production is done almost purely synth, synth it sounds um, it sounds unnatural: yeah
0: yeah. It's very manufactured
3: and there's no there's no there's not really a beat to it. I mean there is, but it's not like it's not a pop song and <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not like a song i mean granted the the bridge in the middle the hammer down rabbit ears like you can <laughs> you can groove to that
0: <laughs> but you know at the end, it kind of opens up into a more grand kind of if you pass the rabbit shot and like a sure. backbeat comes in briefly. Yeah. But that's like 15 seconds long, maybe to end the song.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, the song is a minute, so you don't you don't, you don't get to enjoy those those moments of normalcy very long. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that 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 um, you know, for me, makes it spooky because you can't, like you said, we were joking around prior to the recording about like doing a cover of this, and I don't know that you could go to like an open mic with your guitar <laughs> and just play Rabbit child i mean you could I do not sing. The, the chords are there but but people would be like what is this bizarre thing <laughs> this guy is singing and why is he singing it and do we need to get an adult you know?
0: <laughs> do we need to uh, you know take the mic away from him yeah. yeah yeah i i lugged my my juno over to professor joe's open mics quite a few times which made me nervous after I found out how much those things are going for online these days. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was fun. I liked being the only guy bringing a, a keyboard to the open mic, and I think to do the exquisite dead guys, our brief, they might be giants cover band. You know, we, we, you and I were the Flansburg and Linnell. You know, you had to have that the keyboard and the accordion as well as the guitar. I, uh, I must say, we were we were quite amazing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. It was. I'm still we still got to get our big tribute show together.
0: Yeah. We sh- we should make it happen. I uh I miss having you here for sure.
3: Oh, I miss I miss being there with you guys.
0: So, while we're talking about the instrumentation, um let's talk about that live version from their album called The First Album Live. Um
3: Sure.
0: Which was released in 2014. It was from their 2013 tour when they were playing the album in full. Uh, this was a song I was very interested. You know whether we were podcasting about it or not, I was interested to hear played in their current formation uh, as a four piece. Um, yeah, I pretty much skipped through the album listening to stuff like Chess Peace, Face and Boat of Car to see how they were pulling that stuff off. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to
3: the live Rabid Child? I, I did. I did listen to it. It was remarkably close to the album version. We're
2: doing songs from our first album, everybody.
3: We had to go back and listen to it. We didn't just know them. I remember
2: our, our very, you know, you, 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 we've done a lot of interviews and we've been asked a lot of questions that are real
0: stumpers. But I think like our second or third interview, uh, someone asked w- um, what the song Rabid Child was about. <laughs> And, and, and I have to say, inside, I was thinking, the song's called Rabid Child. Isn't that enough? <laughs> right. How much more stuff can we load into one song? Right.
3: What, what's the secret message <laughs> right. there?
0: What are you trying to say? Right.
2: <laughs> and that, and that's, that's when I knew we were, we were destined to middle-sized rock stardom. <laughs>
0: Hey now, don't applaud too loud.
2: Because, I, because I,
0: I politely answered, I didn't know what to say. Okay. That was my, my
2: answer. And the, and the interview continued.
0: <laughs> until it was done. This song is called "Raven Child. <laughs> I was, I was surprised at how well they pulled it off. Or, or I thought they might just intentionally make it different, but they actually went pretty pretty straight up. I love it. We had to, we had to listen to the album because <laughs> they didn't remember how to play it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, let me go to the wiki and see how many times they've played this song live. There are only 15 known performances of this song. And again, you know, I don't know if they're all getting documented, you know, fifteen known performances of it. Chances are they performed more than that, but if they're performing it on this tour to make a record, that seems like that would be fifteen times by itself. So yeah. not a song they've done live very much. I mean, back in the day, who knows? Um
3: It's 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 one of those songs that You know, like I mentioned at the previous episode in the 80s, you kind of just get this stuff like you don't There's not a big PR push on the internet like video and like they go on the talk show circuit and and talk You know, you just like wind up with this tape or vinyl record and you hear this and you're like What does any of this even mean (laughs) and why is it so scary and what did they how they come up with it, and you don't get any answers,
0: yeah, and what's weird is that they made this video, but they never released it, so it's like you know you'd make a video mostly for promotional purposes, or in their case, maybe just for artistic purposes to be weird um but then they never released it, so yeah, you'd pretty much hear this song if you happened to be in Brooklyn. Maybe they played it live a few times, or uh, else you just heard it when you heard the album. One cool thing about the instrumentation is um, they talk a lot about when the first album was was being recorded. Um, Flansburg, okay, well, I'll just read this here off the wiki. Flansburg, commenting on the synthesizer used in the song. Quote, it was from one of two very shiny and brand new synths that belonged to Studio Pass, Standing for Public Access Synthesizer Studio, uh, where we made the first half of the first album. It was either the Fairlight, um, a name of the keyboard, uh, or it was this rack mounted Yamaha TX816. So um, I guess it was, was created on synths that Linnell did not own. It was them in the studio. Um, being like, ooh, there's these brand new synths here. We're going to screw around with them. So, again, that, that creepy sound, those sounds that we're hearing um, were stuff that were even um, novel to the Johns at the time, messing around. was well,
3: also, I mean, if it's not something that's commercially accessible, that's probably what makes it scarier because you're probably rarely hearing it. First of all, you're rarely hearing those synths to begin with, and then you're rarely hearing them in the context and mix that they use them in so Uh you know now that i've gotten that piece of information it makes a little more sense as to why this song sounds so foreign
0: yeah yeah and so i i also found out that there uh this was on a demo tape as well but it's saying that the mix on the 1985 demo tape is not drastically different but that it contains more uh panning it's a wider stereo field on the demo version and then for some reason on the album they i don't know narrowed it a little bit as far as the the panning and the stereo field goes um, between the between the speakers Um, but i cannot find the demo version online i was looking and looking i couldn't i couldn't find it i was interested to you know put on headphones and listen to the demo version and then compare it to the album version but i couldn't find it like if you if you go on YouTube and search Rabbit Child Demo, you'll find one that has the cover of the demo cassette but it's just it it says it says in the description this is the same as the one on the album and you listen to it and it's just the album it's the same. There's nothing different with the mix, freaking, so freaking YouTube. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Let's get into the lyrics because uh yeah. Rabid Child. I mean, you can tell from the name that it's going to be weird. One thing I forgot to send you is actually a pretty important thing. Some user on the Wikipedia had figured out the song is very close in subject matter to a song called Teddy Bear by a country artist named Red Sovine. Red Sovine? Uh, I don't know if you had found this fact out when you were looking ahead of time. Um, I'm going to send you a link to uh, Teddy Bear because... Teddy Bear is about a sick kid who is using CB radio to talk to truckers. All right, so uh, this song is five minutes long. You do do not need to listen to the whole thing. I told him my handle, and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out
1: there. Mom says you're busy, and for me to stay off there. But you see, I get lonely, and it helps to talk. Because that's about all I can do. I'm crippled and I can't walk.
0: Well, this guy thinks that that this song is a parody of it, kind of like how on our "Alienations for the Rich" episode, we're saying it was a parody of a you know country country song in general. They're they're uh, they're uh, guessing, hypothesizing that they might be giants are you know aware of this song "Teddy Bear" and are parodying it with a much creepier version of a child who is not only sick. Or crippled as the original says, he's crippled. Um, but that the the, chi- the child um is rabid. You might also use rabid as as uh an adjective in describing like I'm a rabid fan of they might be giants. M- sure. Maybe this kid's just rabid about uh C B radio.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean the, the the thought of though a child having rabies <laughs> is scary. <laughs> Like when you first hear it, you're like, "Why is this child have rabies, and why are they like not being taken care of?" <laughs> or is the rabid child the the handle?
0: Right, right. Kind of you know, how Teddy of, Bear is of, the handle of the kid in that song.
3: Right. Yeah, but but when you hear it, I mean, I'm sure in 1985 or whatever, when they heard it, it was like this child is rabid. You know, you imagine them frothing at the mouth. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and just talking on a seat. like that's, ter- that's a terrifying image. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that one of the truckers is called Chess P.
0: <laughs> Who is then, uh, later in the album, gets his own song.
3: Right. It's, it's very bizarre. I also looked up trucker lingo. I knew Hammer Down meant, like, Accelerator, Go Faster. Uh-huh. You know? And then Rabbit Ears, I couldn't find specifically um but rabbit is a a slang for co- like a cop uh out in the western huh. states huh. um and then ears is like that they're listening on the CB
0: yeah yeah i thought it had to do with like the antenna that would transmit the CB radio right. i didn't i didn't uh, know it had anything to do with uh with police huh so so they say in the song hammerdown and rabbit ears are the only words they know. They're not saying that right. the rabbit child only knows two trucker slangs. It's saying they. Why do the truckers only know two phrases?
3: Well, if 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 the rabbit child now we're like getting into into like <laughs> fan theories, yep. right? Yep. If the rabbit child is in a location to pick up the signal of the truckers, it might be a place where they're like there's either a cop or they can go fast and that's it. Right. So they're Uh either going hammer down or rabbit ears like the police are listening. So either slow down or speed up. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's, but that, that might be the location that the rabbit child is at. And so, you know, there, those are the only things that, the rabbit child is going to hear, so they're and thereby assuming that those are the only words that these truckers know.
0: So, does the rabbit child not only have a CB radio, but also a uh, radar detector or whatever to to know when the cops are around?
3: <laughs> well, no, it's it's the uh, the the truckers are are saying those things. Ah, yes, okay. So it's it's ra- hammered on rabbit ears. The only words they know are are the truckers who drive that stretch mm-hmm. and. You know they'll either see cops or they'll say, "Hey, you can speed up
0: so uh one <laughs> uh, the other trucker's name is the Big Duluth, yeah. which is the trucker's from Duluth, Minnesota, perhaps uh, uh, or is this take, yeah. or is this taking place in Minnesota uh why so the big Duluth makes sense that a trucker might go by the handle the Big Duluth if they're from Duluth, but what the hell who would name themselves chesspiece face?
3: Someone who's very ugly,
0: (laughs) I suppose. I mean,
3: I mean that's that's the only thing I can think of is like if you were gonna see like or somebody that got like beat up or yeah, you know they're they're I don't know what the correct word is these days, but they're, they're they're deformed in some way. Like that's yeah that's what i would imagine that or or they're just weird hipsters weird hipster trucker (laughs) yeah
0: i mean i i haven't recorded a an episode on chesapeake's face yet the song itself um but that's another weird one
3: (laughs) yeah chesapeake's face is pretty scary too yeah
0: especially the weird voice i'm not even sure which of the johns that is Flansburg, maybe maybe oh have you noticed that um I tend to get the inkling, especially in the earlier years, that Flansburg is... I mean, they're both arty, in a way, and they're both weird, both Johns. But the weirdest songs tend to be sung by Flansburg. Don't you think? I mean, he sings both Alienation, Rabbit Child, I think he's singing "Chess Piece Face. Um, while Linnell has just such a pop sensibility, I don't think Linnell could possibly write...
3: I don't know. Thirty two footsteps. That's gotcha.
0: Lenel. That's Lynel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um to me, I don't know if you lean towards one of the Johns or the other. I mean, obviously they both uh you know, they're what they bring to the table is what makes the band special. They both have their own specialties. Um yeah. but it when if I'm making a, a, a best hits, a personal best hit, the greatest hits of They Might Be Giants, uh it would probably be more Linnell fronted songs than Flansburg songs I don't know if you I,
3: I think those were more the hits like Particle Man and She's an Angel and Anna Aang Birdhouse. Like those are, yeah those were all sung by Lin, or, uh, Flansburg so. no those are all sung by Linnell Anna Aang is sung by Linnell? yep Birdhouse in Your Soul is sung by Linnell? Yep.
0: She's an Angel is Particle Man is are you getting the, Are you getting their voices confused?
3: Big John is John Linnell, right?
0: No. Big John is John Flansberg, the guitarist. John Linnell is the keyboardist, accordionist. Oh God,
3: I'm getting them all. I'm getting so mixed up. You call here. yourself doing... a fan? <laughs> are you sure he sang this song? Yes.
0: Yes. Right, hang on. One of my favorite They Might Be Giants games to play with Kara while we're on a car ride is to have her guess which Linnell sings the song as we're yeah, listening so to it.
3: John Linnell. She does better uh, than she thinks
0: she does as, as, at naming which, which John is singing.
3: So, okay, so John Linnell, he's, he's Little John. Yes, Skinny John. Skinny John, Little John. Okay, <laughs> Flansburg. Flansburg sings Rabbit Child? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had them mixed up. Oh my. For God. years.
0: If, uh, the, the Wikipedia, TMBW.net, has uh, who sings each song, too. So I'm looking at Rabbit Child right now, sung by John Flansburgh. Now, obviously, there's a lot of collaboration going on between them, but I always assume that whoever's the lead singer probably had the, the main songwriting role on the song as well, though I could be wrong. Um, so Flansburgh sings Rabbit Child. Um,
3: yeah, okay. Let's see
0: who sings Chesspiece Face. Chess piece Face, sung by John Flansburg. Um Everything Rise Wrong is Linnell. Puppetheads Flansburg. Number three is Flansburg, though Linnell sings backups. Uh Don't Let Starts Linnell. Hideaway Folk Family is Flansburg. Thirty-two Footsteps is Linnell. Okay, so so Linnell had a hand in uh a lot of the weird ones as well. I'd call thirty two footsteps another yeah. really weird one.
3: Just to, just delete the last five minutes of discussion because I'm so confused right now.
0: You don't want the listeners to know that you've been mixing them up for years.
3: <laughs> I always thought I always thought I had them backwards. I always yeah. thought Linnell sang Flensburg songs. Yeah. I never I never looked at the credits of the songs. I just I knew who they were generally. Well, you've
0: never seen them live, so that, that doesn't help.
3: Right. And, yeah. Man, okay. Yeah. Have you never watched any of the music
0: videos? Like, uh, you know, Birdhouse? Yeah, not in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Linnell is my preferred of the two Johns, though. Like I said, um, they both contribute, you know, different elements to the band. And that's what makes it great. Like... I mean, Linnell's released one solo album, uh, State Songs. I'm not sure if you've heard that. And it is a great album, um, but it doesn't have perhaps the diversity of a They Might Be Giants album because uh, it doesn't have Flansburg's input and his arty sensibilities. Um, but yeah, so what the hell were we talking about before we got on this? Uh, so, Rabbit Child Whether or not- is sung by Flansburg.
3: Which, whoever does the weird one,
0: Yeah, who, who's the weird one? They're both plenty weird.
3: Okay, yeah, New York City, that's that's his voice, right? Yeah, like, but
0: New York City is a cover.
3: I know, no, I understand, but that's like the distinctive, There might be Giants voice, and I always thought it was Linnell. Nope.
0: No. I would say that, I mean, it's hard to describe their voices. They both have, both have kind of what most people call a nasally voice, but I'd say Linnell has the readier voice, perhaps. Uh, and flansburg has uh if 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 uh, Linell is in an oboe Flansburg is a clarinet
3: <laughs> that's a good way to put it all right
0: I mean I think we've pretty well covered both the instrumentation the recording as well as uh the lyrics um so so now that you're 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 straight on this, what do you think about is there a weirder one of the johns?
3: A weirder what? A weirder?
0: A weirder is one of the Johns weirder than the other. I'm, I'm like I'm contesting that Flansburgh is the weirder one. That they're both, they're both odd fellows and arty yes. in their own respects. But to me, Linell is the pop master melody writer. While Flansburgh, he can write a hell of a melody too. But I would contest that he tends to contribute the weirder songs, even on even on newer albums. I know you're not as familiar, but um, Flansburgh likes to keep the weird arty nature going in even the newer. Albums. Do you think there's a weirder John?
3: Uh, I think they're equally weird in their own rights, which makes their combination, they might be giants. You know, like if you can have one without the other, but it just, it's not the same. Yeah. And, you know, they make a pretty prolific songwriting pair. And each bar, like I, you know, I feel like, there's probably some aspects of rabid child that, that render the song listenable that, you know, if Linnell's more of the pop guy, he might've been like, why don't we maybe do this? Or maybe he, maybe some of the lines he played on the keyboards was like, not right. as, not as weird as they could have been. Um, right. But, you know, it's, it's still so bizarre that
0: per, I mean, it could be perhaps his input was uh, regarding the outro, like, oh, maybe we should end the song with a big, you know, if anything, sure. like the hook of the song, the chorus of the song. Say hammer down for right. me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Just speculating at this right. point. Um, and I don't know if you've heard, have you heard Linnell's State Songs album? It came out in the early 2000s. No, I've not. Um, and have you ever heard Monopuff, which was Flansburg's side project for a No, I've not. Again, more straightforward kind of rock um, stuff. And I wasn't that big of a fan. I mean, because, again, Mono Puff. Yeah. I mean, it's worth listening to, but again, with just the one John. And with them having over 800 songs, we discussed this on the Alienations for the Rich episode. If They Might Be Giants really have 800 songs, how do you have time for a side project or a solo project? Jesus.
3: You know, if you if you if you look at them as co-writing credits, they have equal amount to Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> you're just—I
0: mean—you're huge fans of both of them, and as yeah. as am I. You're, you're just—come on, just a minute. They might be giants, or the superior act,
3: <laughs> as, as as far as number of songs go. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I have to I'll have to listen to that solo stuff because I've never, i have never, you know. I'm not as as nerdy about it as as I probably should be or could be.
0: Yeah, we've gotten into quite a bit about Rabbit Child here. Uh, A minute and a half long song that we've talked about for 50 minutes. Uh, Anything else about Rabbit Child that you got for our listeners? Any other opinions uh, about the song or to wrap it up?
3: No, it's still one of the scariest songs I've ever
0: heard. (laughs) So, how would you score Rabbit Child? Again, we're going from, I suppose, zero to 10. you're allowed to use decimals and fractions sure. to go in between, uh, uh, the numbers. What, uh, how would you, how would you score it?
3: I mean, I'd give it like, I'd give it like a 6.8. Uh, honestly, like it's not a song that I would put on a mix for someone else. Uh, right. maybe it would, it would maybe them. it would be like if I, if I had a longer mix, I'm like, you got to hear some of the weird stuff. Um, you know, maybe someone's like, well, I know particle man and all that. I'm like, well, let, let's let's dig into some of this other stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe the second mix you'd make for a person. And I wouldn't, yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily like just listen to it on my own unless I wanted to scare myself. And sometimes I do. So I'd give it like a six, what did I say? Six Six point eight. Yeah. I would say that's, that's about it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's good, but it's not like one that I'm, and they might be giants' catalog, and going. This is something that should withstand the test of time. Though you know, right. it it should. It's a <laughs> it's a cool
0: artifact, and it shows their. It definitely encapsulates their earlier, artier, um, time pretty well.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that, there's. I don't think there's anything that sounds like it. It's so bizarre. Um, so I love it for that. But yeah, you know, they also have 800 songs that we got to. You got to score. Yep. Yep, I'm I'm going to give it a, f-
0: a 5.8 in that, again, I talked about last time, since I have to score on every episode <laughs> and not just a couple of them, uh, being that Dr. Worm right now is the only 10, I think Rabbit Child, a 5.8 would pretty well cover it in that. I I will not skip the song when I listen to the album. But again, like like you said, it might not make it onto a a playlist for somebody or even for myself if I was ranking the songs. But it's not like, "Ugh, hate this, skip." You know, yeah. I'm going to listen to it and I appreciate it for what it is. I think they were going for creepy and weird and they definitely achieved that goal.
3: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. So, um, why don't you tell our listeners uh where they can find you and uh your musical stylings.
3: Very good. I um you can find me on Spotify and iTunes. I have a website, mattmonta.com, and I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and I use Twitter very intermittently. Um so you can I'm also on Bandcamp and I've got some some of my own weird stuff on SoundCloud um that d- hasn't made a tiny albums but you know i've done for other people so uh you can find me anywhere google me if you want and you'll find stuff there too he's quite googleable yes
0: yeah all right thanks uh for being on again Matt. this is good good chatting with appreciate
3: you appreciate it thank you for having me
0: okay so are you familiar with wayne's world Uh, yes, I am. I don't know if you've heard in any of the episodes, but if there's ever a time when, like, there's some awkward edit because of something like this, like, did you listen to the Istanbul episode with my parents? No, I did not. It's pretty hilarious. We recorded the first part when I was at home for Thanksgiving, and then I found a bunch of cool live versions that they did, and it hadn't aired yet, so we recorded another 10 minutes when I was there for Christmas. (laughs) So, like, I did the Wayne's World Are You Familiar With The Dream Sequence sound,
2: Doodlyly, doodlyly,
3: doodlyly. Yeah,
0: And usually I drop it in, but we're going to do it live. Are you ready?
3: Yeah. Is this my monitor? Uh-huh.
0: Okay. It's just a little bit loud. There we go. All right. Okay. Ready? We'll do the doodly-doodly. Three, two, one. Doodly, 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 doodly,
2: doodly, doodly.
0: You're actually supposed to do the fingers, even though it's an audio medium. It's early. <laughs> All right. So what? what's the... Oh, it's March 31st, right? What's the deal with April? What is the deal with April Fools, you're all going to find out. Oh, well, this is going to air after that. That's Never true. Mind. Never mind. Uh, so we recorded, I determined that we recorded the majority of this chunk of Rabbit Child on November 25th, where I started a massive recording spree. And so we aired Alienation like maybe three or four weeks after we recorded it, right? Something like that. I think it aired in December. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have to wait too long for that one to air. But we recorded Rabbit Child in the same session uh, with you in Virginia, and uh, uh, and I moved him apart so we didn't have repeat guests. And now it's been what?
3: They have too it's many guests. Be
0: four months. I'm not
3: going you have to so many important guests.
0: Yeah. The only I, I've I was going to put a tweet out there like, hey, people who are waiting to do their episode, you're going to have to wait a month. I'm taking April off <laughs> from recording just to edit. Anyway, it's several months later, and we I realized almost immediately after we recorded that we did not do the cover section, and there are at least three that I want to get Matt's reaction on so he's in town he just played a gig in Lafayette last night and has another gig today in Lafayette, a matinee show and Um, Do you have any
3: summer gigs already? You could plug tour dates. So every Wednesday, uh, if you're near the Richmond, Virginia area, I play at a place called Emilio's, which is a uh, tapas bar. And um, they do salsa and great uh, blues with Lady E on Friday nights. But every Wednesday, I play 7 to 9 for a free acoustic show. So if you're in the Richmond, Virginia area swing on in for that um and then uh, june 17th i'm going to be playing at the camel which is in richmond with a band called um flicker and flame it's a, mm. a cool duo nice and uh they're they're really good and i got other stuff uh, coming up on the books that i might not have listed right now at the moment
0: go to mattmonta.com for all the upcoming things and i this google
3: calendar is definitely something i need to steal yeah, and then I have also you can see click view past shows, but oh, that's nice. all I have to update that manually. So I just have I don't have, yeah. I haven't updated all my 2019 gigs yet.
0: Yeah, we use this thing called uh,
3: Bands in Town. Bands in Town. Yeah, that that one seemed very complicated to me.
0: Well, it's it's not that bad, and there is a a widget like we have it on OutdoorFloor dot com, uh, and it posts like to the side here Um uh, Oh, I guess I need to put in our May show, but it just like plops right there. Yeah, it's a good plop. It's a good plop. Oh, our webmaster got the the new, I should have it. The brown doesn't look too great against that, does it?
3: The brown on the brown.
0: Yeah, I should have it change that color.
3: Well, it's spring.
0: Spring has sprung. I should so have yellow maybe,
3: or or like a light green.
0: Ooh, or a light purple. Yes. <laughs> this color ends in purple. Purple. G- light purple? Okay, so uh what are we talking about? Rabbit child. Uh Rabbit child, let's bring up my covers I was wanting to play for ye and we got Um, let's see where did I put them? No. Here they are. Okay, so we didn't do the cover section. There was probably some time constraint or something. And then I think the baby woke up and you met the baby via Skype, right? I think that's exactly what happened is yeah.
3: Zinny woke up and then Everything kind of said, Well, we've been doing this for four hours, so let's <laughs> Yeah. Let's put a yeah. hold on it. The Alienations <laughs> episode right into Rabbit Child.
0: Yeah. So I've got uh some covers here. The first one I want to play, which I was very excited about, was I had just like around Thanksgiving there when we recorded, discovered this guy who had a whole album on Bandcamp and some stuff on YouTube. I think it's the same guy, who did all this stuff with Mario Paint. Now Mario Paint is um a game that I loved on Super Nintendo. Me too. Did he,
3: yeah. Okay. So yeah. it came with a mouse. Yeah, I, I have it on an emulator. On I have computer. it for real, still upstairs. Ooh, you won up to me there. Yeah, you I have me. it still.
0: I have it still. My Super Nintendo acts up more than my NES, honestly. That I have the Famicom style top loader NES, yeah. it works like a dream. Every game works. Super Nintendo. I can't get King Griffey baseball to work. My favorite baseball video game. It was all time. planned
3: obsolescence. They're like in 2018, this game will cease to exist, and they'll have to buy a new copy. Have to buy. Well, they're selling
0: like don't they sell a mini SNES now? Because they came out with a mini NES, like these little things that yeah. you don't even need a cartridge for. It just has all the games built in, right? Yeah, so anyway, Super Nintendo uh, was one of my favorite consoles. It was just right at that right time for me. But Mario Paint was so awesome because you felt like you had this little computer. had this little gray and purple mouse
3: uh, with a dirty, dirty ball inside. With a dirty, dirty balls inside. <laughs> the, 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 that ball always got so dirty; it would oh, never yeah. work. The mouse base. i had to like. I had to clean it like every day. I liked was... just taking it out and playing with it
0: because it had that cool little grippy rubber feel to it. Yeah. I never lost it, which is good. Um, And so this is some guy who, it's obviously off of a website, not actually on Mario Paint. I don't know, has some weird unfungames.com. You can go play with Mario Paint, maybe. So this guy who goes by the YouTube name Waymoo, W-A-Y-M-U-U, M-U-U, W-A-Y-M-U-U, And he said, since Where Your Eyes Don't Go, I've attempted, oh, I'll have to play that one on that episode. I've attempted to make more TMBG songs in Mario Paint. This took me maybe a half hour. So let's see how well he did on a half hour on his, uh, Rabbit Child's an odd one to pick, but I appreciate it. So let's listen to it here. And you can go ahead and talk over it if you want. Let's see what we got here.
3: What do you think of Waymo's Rabbit Child Mario Paint? So, since we last talked, uh, I fired up Mario Paint on my emulator. Oh, did you? I did, and I tried to make—I just tried to make random music because uh, I was like, now that I am, now that I'm not like eight years old, I understand how music works and like what all those different things are supposed to represent. But as right. you mentioned during the 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 clip, you can only use quarter notes. So I was like, well, how do you play a half note or a whole note? But that's where the car comes in because that that su- sound, that car sound, will sustain for maybe a, a note and a half. It hangs like, a little, of, like, yeah. It's like a dotted yeah. quarter, and um, and uh, so first of all, like it's very difficult to make comprehensible music in mario paint because you're working with very specific sounds in a very specific structure with quarter notes. um i, I noticed his thing it might have been like a modified version where you could like save different parts of it or like copy and paste because the, yeah. mar- the original mario paint you couldn't even save this or you could save no. the song you could, i th- think i don't but you couldn't like s- you couldn't Maybe you couldn't save it. I know there was like something where it's like once you made it, like that was it. You couldn't like print a score or like (laughs) have a have a bass clef or anything like that. It was like you have a treble clef, and you like to remove notes was a real pain in the neck. So you had had like an eraser tool, right? There was, but it was it was a very challenging piece of software to use in terms of like scoring a song. But
0: it was almost fun in a way. I think I'd find it more even more fun now because sometimes it's fun and and I'd be interested to know if you do this as a songwriter to put yourself in an uncomfortable like something you're more uncomfortable with like for me with outdoor velour I wrote almost our entire EP on the piano rather than on the guitar and it came up with like, you know, you start using different key signatures that you normally wouldn't pick or like, you 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 know, you find your way around it in a different way, uh, but also like placing limitations on yourself. Like we have a song called This Isn't Love where I'm like, I'm not going to use the symbols on the drum track because I was sure. really into Jesus and Mary Chain where their first album, it's just floor tom and snare. So I did kick toms and snare. I may have used my foot on the hi-hat to give that little chick, but no crash, no ride, no playing on the hi-hat with the stick. And that kind of limitation makes you do some other things on the drums where, like, well, I can't hit a cymbal, but I'll do this instead. So, like, for Mario Paint, uh, having only quarter notes and especially doing, like, a cover of a song or or writing a song, it might be funny to write a song on Mario Paint, like, this is the way I'm going to write the song, and then transfer it over to your band, you know, and then you have this song that's like super staccato and it might end up coming out like really interesting. Like you write a song that's not like what you'd usually write because you can't sustain any notes and you're stuck to like just this real like four on the floor quarter note thing. So I kind of like those limitations, but yeah, it was frustrating sometimes, but I think not knowing any better, like now I think we notice the limitations more, but at the time it was just like (laughs) <laughs> it was inc- I mean, it was like, incredible,
3: yeah. and like the little cats that would meow. That was yeah. their, that was their vocalization. And I
0: like the little baby, like the face. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ee- uh. And wasn't there a Yoshi in there too? I think so. That w- did like the Yoshi hatching Woo-hoo. sound.
3: Yeah. yeah, And there's, yeah. I mean, and um, yeah. I, I've uh, I've taken lately because I can, you know, I play rhythm guitar and sing, and so like I, I can sit down and, but like I feel like I get stuck into. Uh, patterns where i'm like playing yeah. the same stuff and so lately i've been taking maybe i'll write something and then i'll get my keyboard out and start playing a piano part or like i'll i'll do it on organ yeah um, to find those like bass runs that i don't find playing with a few chords on the guitar um i've also recently taken up playing the clarinet which is a oh yeah incredibly challenging instrument um it was my father used to play the clarinet and so I have his from like 1955 or something. I can totally Skype you some lessons, man. And uh so I can I I it took I I mean it was like I'm so uh, ignorant about the instrument that I thought I was playing in C. So I got some like uh-huh. a song out and I was playing and I was like something sounds really wrong. I'm like, "Oh, this is in B flat and it's all Notated as c, so you're a step off, yeah, and so but so like that was a step little, off, bro, yeah, it was a little goofy, but but the thing is is like that opened up my mind to like well how how can I do these melodies and things like that, um, and so you know, I, I,
0: have you worked hot cross buns into your uh your repertoire, yeah. No, but I
3: I, <laughs> di, I did do a great take of Old Lang Syne for New Year's, which is on my Instagram at, at Matt oh, Manta. Yeah,
0: yeah I, th- I saw
3: that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was uh, just an amazing piece of music. But you know, using using Mario Paint, it's if you use the original thing, it's very challenging. Not because I think the most frustrating thing about it isn't maybe the limitations of. The instruments at your disposal, but it's the ability to save and uh, (laughs) like like copy and paste things. Because if you create a section, like, well, I just want to redo that. And on most scoring things, like MuseScore or even like Logic, you can take those chunks and then just repeat them. Whereas with this, you have to place each note. And if you screw up one note, you have to like delete it. (laughs) And then if you accidentally click out, you lose the whole thing. Well, it's
0: essentially MIDI. And I mean, I I mean, it basically is MIDI. And uh even at the time, like when did Super Nintendo come out? Ninety.
3: Oh y- yeah, maybe earlier.
0: Yeah. Like the MIDI technology at the time was more advanced than what they give you on Mario Paint. Like yeah. mini MIDI technology has really hasn't changed a whole lot. I mean, there's more sounds available, more plugins you know like a whole like a in, yeah. in, infinitely more sounds available but like the technology of like inputting the data through the musical keyboard and having these little rectangles you can copy and paste those super easy but like I guess the limitations of the Super Nintendo hardware uh, yeah you couldn't really or the software both um, yeah you were limited there but I subscribed to Nintendo Power for quite a while did you ever subscribe to Nintendo Power magazine? No my mother would not let me do that <laughs> it's just going to make you play your video games more. Get outside. and But they would have almost like cheat sheets in a way where it would have like the Legend of Zelda theme for Mario Paint. And you would just look at it and copy it onto your Mario Paint and then right. play it. Because, I mean, what would be the fun today? You'd just be like, oh, I'm sure someone's done it on YouTube. I'll just go watch someone else do it. But like you're looking at it, but you want to hear what it sounds like. So you'd spend like an hour, because it would be this really – elaborate arrangement and it would sound fucking great but you'd spend like an hour doing it and then as soon as you shut off the system it's
3: gone right it's a very um, there's a very there's a level of mindfulness and zen that is required to use Mario Paint I'm gonna play it later today. It's uh, like, like the Buddhists <laughs> doing sand art. Like they make these beautiful right. they make these beautiful patterns, and and then the wind just takes it away. And that's just how life is. Or elaborate chalk <laughs> art, like chalk artists out in like you know Central Park or whatever, yeah. do some
0: elaborate thing, and then you know people walk over it, and then it rains and it's gone. So should we move on to the next one? This one I'm I can't even remember because yeah I sent this email to myself on November twenty fifth twenty eighteen with and to you yeah Monte Music and uh, I just labeled this yep I just labeled this plane video as in airplane yeah and I don't think this is even a cover but I remember this being really funny so let's watch this plane video (laughs) just because
3: it's labeled rabbit child for
2: the win, right? okay.
3: it has three down votes and one up vote two, up two votes. of Wow. <laughs> I hope this plane crashes I hope that's what happens <laughs> <laughs> so it's a remote control plane
0: <laughs> and that's it.
3: It's it's just, for those of you listening at home what it was is a very granulated camera video of some guy in like florida or something uh with his model plane in a parking lot behind some houses and it looks then, like it's maybe on a running track i don't know maybe yeah maybe well look at it yeah it's i don't know what lines. it is there's a lot of weird lines and uh and he takes his plane off and it flies up and it goes, uh oh, oh, it's it's there, oh, there it goes. And then it just crashes into like, tr- you just hear a thud and it hits a tree or like maybe it's that's at a playground it. or something. I don't know. But I that's, think- that's not the They Might Be Giants song that we're talking about today. But it's, why is it? So, what I want, I, the reason
0: I wanted to show you is just because I was searching YouTube for Rabbit Child. And it popped up. It's only got 445 views, which is actually quite a lot. Well, it's been it's up there, more there views for 11 than years. I've done it. <laughs> YouTube is a weird place. It's been up there for 11 years now. At this point, or you know, ten and a half years. So that's four views a year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, four views a year, and I just find it fascinating. First of all, like I think. YouTube maybe came up around 2006, maybe, something like that. YouTube is not really that old as far as like, you know, we're in our mid-30s. It's really not that old. Uh, And I think maybe it was novel at the time. It's like, ooh, I just got a cell phone with a camera on it. Let's film, you know, my husband with his remote control plane. And then he just completely botches it and crashes the plane.
3: Why is it called Rabbit Child, though? That's
0: what I want to ask you. Before we move on, why is it called Rabid
3: Child? I think they were trying to capitalize on TMBG fandom, obviously. And they were like, "How can we get views for this video?" I mean, I don't know. When I was on the internet in in like the early two thousands, I would sometimes just put weird, like title things weird because I was like, "Oh, I like they might be giants." I'm gonna put I'm gonna make the title this Rabid Child because at the time nobody was probably watching it or looking for Rabid Child videos. Um, I mean, it's the category is under cars and vehicles. It's not like they were trying to deceive us in terms of what the category but was.
0: I haven't yet said the guy's name is Matt Caniff, C A N N I F F, published. You know what? 14th guys? of August 20, I, 2008. But he has the lyrics for Rabbit Child in the description for some reason. That's rabbit true. Child, hammer down, rabbit ears.
3: You know what? Uh you know, uh, this Why? might be a podcast nation. I think it's our time to put Matt Conniff on the front of the world. Let's let's go to Rabbit Child, the airplane video. Let's get that thing up to a hundred and forty-four thousand views. Let's let's <laughs> blow this thing out. Let's let's put it in the YouTube trending. Oh, okay, I just clicked over to his YouTube channel. He's still posting
0: stuff as of a year ago. His most recent with fourteen views we're not We're not here to
3: out this guy's YouTube channel. Oh, look at that car. I mean Oh my goodness. I just want to watch this most recent one. everyone's, 14 views. everyone's shutting off and unsubscribing right now.
0: <laughs> he's driving away in an old car up. Oh, he's driving around the parking lot. This guy clearly does like cars and videos. It's listed under comedy. Why? What's about to happen? I'm. The suspense is killing me. He's driving very slowly because he's behind someone. He's in the distance now. Wait, here he comes. Oh, is he going to demolition derby this thing? It now has a number eight on it. He's peeling out. Oh. Crash. Oh. That was disappointing. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, that's not... This is no longer They Might Be Giants related. Let's go to another one. Okay, so this is a band called
0: The Bags. This one I saved for last. It's the grand finale. Okay. Uh, so this is a cover that also has a music video to it, which to me... Well, I'll, I'll just let you watch it. Okay,
3: so let me first say who is The Bags... Wait, is this, is the, this the one with with the... Um, excuse me, the one where, where they took the They Might Be Giants unreleased video and made it a new video or was that was that alienations that we saw no that that was
0: rabbit child but we did actually do that on the episode we watched it because there was one where they're like this is the full video and then it just was this psychedelic nightmare yes yeah so that people have already heard that and so here is uh oh 100 views on the nose this is dr disco is the channel dr disco Rabbit Child by The Bags is, I guess, this guy's band. The Bags. And this was published just uh, just a, almost two years ago. So 50 views a year. Under news and politics category. And it says, talks on a CB. And here, here's my comment from four months
3: ago. Why don't you read it? Greg Simpson says, four months ago, what in the ever-loving fuck? <laughs> so with that... I'll,
0: I, we're going to watch this in its entirety, mostly for the visuals, and you can hear their cover version. It's got a good ending. I won't spoil it. Here we go. Lord,
1: please don't
2: take me away. Rabbit child stays at home. Talks on a cb calling out their handles to the kid. <laughs>
0: Just keep- so now can you see why I commented
3: what in the ever-loving fuck? It's the cucumber part. Everything else made sense. So a gross cucumber part that I didn't like.
0: You all should go watch this. So basically, the video, there's not much to the video. They keep flashing to these kids who are obviously the ones who made it. They're, they're clearly high schoolers. I think this is the kind of thing. Are, are, are really? I, I'm guessing that they made this for a high school film class project. This This is what I'm guessing. It doesn't say anything about this. This is just my guess. Because this seems like a total high school art move to be like, we're just going to film a faucet filling up the sink for a minute and a half. But then for the coup de grace at the end, we're going to start sprinkling like almost like Easter egg style. They're squirting like brown, some sort of brown liquid. Chocolate syrup. It looks like chocolate syrup into the sink. And it's kind of making a cool little swirlies as it goes in the sink, like Easter egg style, where you're going to dip your egg in there. But instead of an Easter egg, they
3: put a cucumber in there. You know what they would call this video on the internet? They would call it a cursed video. That's a thing? I'm I'm unfamiliar with this. Like a cursed image? Like a cursed picture? Oh, I guess I'm kind of familiar with that. Why would you call this because it's that. it's disturbing and has no real reason to exist. It's, you know, it's kind of random and like I'm telling you it's an art project. A little unsettling? It is. But as far as the as far as the cover goes, I didn't think it was too bad. I I mean, it was yeah. I thought I thought they did a pretty good job. And the thing is with the faucet, the the faucet is like they use that sound as the static. So they took yeah. the varying pitches of the faucet when it when the sink was full and when the sink was empty to To uh, put that in the song. So I thought that was pretty novel. I think
0: there's almost like, I don't know if you'd call it the Doppler effect, but where like if you're at a different distance from a sound source, it sounds a little different because they keep switching camera angles from a close up on the faucet to like the water filling in the sink. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's pretty interesting. What do you think of them just speaking the whole? thing i wish it had the melody because like this song is weird but i know we talked about like there's actually a hook at the end if you pass the rabbit child they take out all melody what do you think about that aspect of it
3: uh it was different you know and i i don't know if i don't know anything about the bag so i don't know if if like that's their style where they kind of shatnerize it uh, I mean, we don't have to, like, go to their band camp page, even though you're logging it in right now. Because <laughs> uh, that might be... Oh, they're a... Uh,
0: I don't think this is them. No. this are you is sure? This is a band that was active from 77 to
3: 81. Yeah, probably not. These are not vintage photos. There's so Massach- a Massachusetts band, but probably... Formed in 85. There's a lot of bands named The Bags, guys. Yeah, you screwed up. <laughs> I mean, but, like, in 1981, you wouldn't know, like... Uh, over in Duluth or whatever if someone would have the same band name as you
0: this okay so the pictures well okay so it's it's flashing randomly almost like shock cuts in a horror movie to pictures of these kids that's a high schooler probably right so it's got this, these photos of the bags which I think is just two guys from what I can tell or one guy and this is his band name for his solo act and it keeps cutting to these photos of this guy there's one of him i believe by like a
3: star wars droid where is it well the the thing is 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 in regards to the talking aspect um and i i feel like we talked about this in either this one or a previous one that it's very difficult To cover They Might Be giant songs, I think. I mean, like, you can play them, and you can play Particle Man and stuff, but it's, like, very difficult to capture the essence of what the Johns do and how they deliver the songs. And Rabbit Child's such a weird tune that you you have to wonder like how do you do you try to do it as faithful to the original as possible or do you try to do what you can do to make the song interesting or maybe this was a thing where they were like hey let's just cover this for this video project we're doing uh, or maybe the song was first and then they made the video second i don't know but the fact is they you know they sort of committed to that like I I don't know if I said it before the Shatnerization of it, where it's like if you pass the rabid child, say yeah. hammer down for me. Yeah, you know, and and I, it's cool, but it's not you know it's not that original. They might be giant song, but to do an original cover like that, um, it'll be a challenge. So, yeah, I think it's a decent
0: cover. The video is odd. Like I would have played the just the audio of the song because it's it's an interesting enough cover to me to be worth putting on the episode. But people should go check out the video. So Dr. Disco, and it's called Rabbit Child, The Bags, and it's got 100 views. I'm going to give it another thumbs up. It's got four thumbs up, one thumbs down, and a comment by some guy who said, what in the ever-loving fuck? By the name of Greg Simpson. By the name of Greg Simpson. Okay, so this band does have other things if you go to their uh, their page, The Bags. Official music videos. It looks like they've done some more professional-looking stuff. But Rabbit Child, they've only done, oh, they've only done, yeah, they've got a couple other videos since then, but nothing, everything's kind of like a year ago, so I, did, did did they disband? Who knows? Click on the about, what does it say? Replica reviews and comparisons, mostly Doctor Who, but I would likely have exceptions. It seems like he kind of changed gears, so in it 2015. Sounds like,
3: it sounds like QAnon to me. This, is, this must be part of the QAnon network. All right, we're, we are we are straying much further from the topic at hand. So, The Bags, I think, have original songs. Thanks, yeah.
0: guys, for the cover. I like that high school artsy video. It's just that kind of thing where, like, when you're in high school, you start thinking, like,
3: oh well i'm an artist i this has got to be weird to be art wouldn't it be funny like if these high school guy's poetry like, and stuff this guy who made those videos has like museums in, in moma or, or like not museums but like paintings and like art in moma and yeah, he's like he's I'm gonna, art exhibitions i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do these videos for fun and you're here like you know it's very fun to be a high school student and he's like it 48 is. years old with like <laughs> Like all kinds of fellowships to the Kennedy
0: Center for the Arts and stuff like that. Yeah, let's all go look into the bags. I'm not <laughs> going to do it right now because Matt Monte has to take off. Uh, very soon, he's got to go to church.
3: <laughs> give me that old time religion, Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go it's watch It's good enough the, for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Go watch the handbell choir. Uh,
0: you heard it here first. If you want some good Christian rock, go check out <laughs> Matt. It's like, don't slander me like that. Come on, I'm not. Don't slander me like that. Let's play another Matt Monta song. What What should we play off your... Uh, it's mattmonta.bandcamp is your bandcamp, yeah, which you can yeah, find Matt from Mon- the website.
3: Yeah. Mattmonta.bandcamp.com or mattmonta.com. Oh, I don't know. Um, you can throw on Deflecting Blame if you'd like. That's uh, the newest single we put out that's on Spotify and all places you stream music. All right. So here's Matt Monta and the haberdashers, I
0: mean haymakers, Deflecting Blame.
3: Like an old man drowning in denial Deflecting blame and casting doubt Casting doubt
0: Okay, we may have done a little outro, but uh, if not, thanks
3: for being on, Mr. Matt Monta. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure, as always. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of This Might Be a Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at This Might Be a Pod, on Facebook, facebook.com slash This Might Be a Podcast. You can email me at... This might be a pod at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail. I want to hear your voice on the podcast. Your voice with your opinions. Call 224-801-2930. I will play it on a future episode. This might be a podcast is produced by me, Greg Simpson. This episode was edited and mixed by John Walker. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Gianni W, G-I-A-N-N-I-D-U-B-Y-A, Gianni W on Instagram and Twitter. You can find his music at Sci Fi on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Now that's sci like uh, S-I-G-H, F-I-G-H on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. That's his music. And he has a few podcasts that are on a catch-all station called FYIZ on iTunes and everywhere else. So find Mr. John Walker. Thanks to Mr. John Walker for editing and mixing this. Please, if you like what you're hearing, go give us a rating on iTunes and anywhere else. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a review. It helps people find us, helps us make new fans and get new listeners. And please subscribe wherever you listen. If you really like what you're hearing, you could head over to patreon.com this might be a podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time.
2: If you pass the rabbit child, say hammer down for me. The rabbit child, the rabbit child.